Welcome to Call to Action, a School Sisters of Notre Dame Central Pacific Province podcast. During the second season of Call to Action, I will be joined by my co-host, Sister Anna Marie Reha, who is currently serving on the Central Pacific Province Provincial Council. Together, we will be exploring the Shalom topic, gospel nonviolence, and just peace. Each episode, we will discuss the meaning of gospel nonviolence and just peace, along with the corporate stance, which was established by the School Sisters of Notre Dame in order to continue to pursue just peace and invite lay colleagues and friends to join them. We look forward to exploring this topic together. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Call to Action. Sister Anna Marie, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Caitlin. I am so happy to be here. You know, the topic of gospel, nonviolence, and just peace really has provided wonderful conversations. I've, I've enjoyed this season, and I have come up with a handful of topics I look forward to challenging myself on or to keep working on. I completely agree. Do you have anything over the last two weeks you have been thinking of or exploring with gospel nonviolence and just peace? Well, since I knew you were going to ask that, <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I do. You know, um, Caitlin, in a previous conversation, we mentioned something about nonviolent communication. And it, it has had me thinking about how it is a tool that helps us resolve conflicts. You know, I was thinking about how in our culture we have a, this habit to focus our attention on judgment and blame. At least I find that in my own life when I'm talking about conflicts. And a lot of the time I think of big situations when we're talking about conflicts like civil war. And we know that these conflicts are so complicated that we feel helpless in the face of them. And I do want to believe that if we really want to be about nonviolent negotiation and mediation, that it is possible if we have the desire. So then I have been thinking about my own personal life and how do I resolve conflicts with the people I know. Um, conflict is inevitable. And just the other day, I found myself in conflict with another sister. And there was a part of me that really wanted to discount her. So then I paused and thought, I am not in conflict with her per se. I'm just having a differing opinion. So I could write her off and judge her, which would only create a greater distance between us. Or I could figure out how to build a bridge between us and our ideas. So it has me thinking a, a lot about dialogue and problem solving and how we need to work at that, or at least how I need to work at that. So how did that feel to you? Well, a lot better than discounting her, that's for sure. But it did make me really think about how I need to be more connected with the sister and that the next time we have a conflict, it is possible to have a positive outcome. But it was hard to set aside my self-interest. It also said I need to consciously keep practicing. So, Caitlin, what have you been thinking about? 
Thank you for sharing that. Well, I've been replaying a conversation I had with my oldest daughter. When she was close to finishing kindergarten, she had a few months where she always needed a sweater to go to school. I just thought she was cold in class, but a few times when I picked her up, I noticed she was wearing the sweater outside in close to 90 degree weather. I questioned her and it wasn't until a few days later that I realized she was covering up a big birthmark that she has on her arm. Then I asked about it, and she said she was getting a lot of questions from kids in other grades, and she didn't like it. In this moment, I realized she needed to understand that above everything, she needs to love herself. So we talked about it, and she hasn't worn the sweater since. Well, at least not in extremely hot weather. But the replay of this event was really triggered by our conversation during this season, that having love for yourself is the best way to love your neighbor, and I think that ties so perfectly into gospel nonviolence and just peace. Wow, that's pretty powerful, Caitlin. You know, one of the commitments in gospel nonviolence and just peace in our corporate stance is cultivate our own inner peace by developing self-respect and recognition of one's own dignity. You know, and that's what you're inviting your daughter to do. So today, I am looking forward to the opportunity to speak to our next guest, Holly Secchi is an associate with the School Sisters of Notre Dame, and he is actually joining us 15 hours ahead from Guam. How wonderful. I look forward to the conversation. But before we introduce Holly, you said that he is an associate. What does that mean? Um, and a, a School Sister of Notre Dame associate or associates are men and women called to live gospel values within their own vocation in the spirit and vision of Blessed Teresa, the foundress of the School Sisters. You know, together, associates and sisters continue the mission of Jesus. And associates um, develop a spiritual relationship with us that's mutually enriching and challenging of each other to share our gifts, prayer, and our commitments to risk in faith as people of peace, hope, justice and love and for our associates it's a covenant relationship with us as school sisters that is a great introduction for today's conversation so at this time we welcome holly aziki thank you so much for joining us today from guam thank you for having me here it's very nice to join both you caitlin and sister and marie and in this conversation so holly can you share a brief background about yourself and what you were doing for a living Yes, I just celebrated my 37th birthday, and I see myself. Uh, thank you. So I'm still a kid at heart, uh, which keeps me going each day. I was born and raised here on the island of Guam, and am truly an island boy at heart, and a boy, you know, still in mind, still keeps me focused and growing. I'm enjoying my blessed singleness and live at home with my mother, who has been a widow for the last 26 years, and my younger brother. I'm currently employed with Notre Dame High School Guam as a theology teacher and also serve as the department chair. I am a product of Notre Dame, having graduated in 2002, and am in my 13th year as an educator at Notre Dame. How awesome. So I assume your first interaction with the School Sisters was at Notre Dame High School. Yes, my knowledge of the School Sisters of Notre Dame began when I started my high school years at ND. 
It was during those years that I came to know the sisters whose convent or home is on the property of the school. Wow, I'm so glad to hear that the school sisters have made such an impact on you. Holly, I'm curious, what drew you to the mission of SSND and led you to becoming an associate? Well, having the seeds of the charism planted during my high school days and upon my employment at ND, it seemed only natural that I enter into a deeper relationship with the congregation and the community. I'm grateful for those initial years during high school and now share that very charism in my work in ministry as an educator and in my sharing of talents with the wider community, both locally and even via uh, online with our other associates that I join in as uh, one of the uh, leaders of of our, our, our group here on Guam with uh, one of the sisters. That is wonderful. I completely understand the desire to share with the wider community the mission and charism of the school sisters. So that leads me to a question about our topic, gospel nonviolence and just peace. We have explored this topic through our second season of our podcast, and a handful of sisters who are close to the corporate stance have talked about its importance. I'm curious, as a layperson and associate, what does gospel nonviolence and just peace mean for you? To me, this is living out the message of Jesus in society. We live in a world where our call as Christians is to be Jesus with skin on. We do that by practicing nonviolence, seeking to be peacemakers with all those we interact with, whether by word or deed. And I believe the world is hungry for peace. By the very fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God, that very imprint of love and peace is in each one of us. Our task as Christians is to bring that very imprint to life. As an associate, it really is the call and challenge of the charism of our foundress, Blessed Teresa, and of Mother Caroline. We must transform our world, our society, with the gift of education and knowledge that is the very essence of the gospel of nonviolence, the message of Jesus. It is that very peace that Jesus offers to us, as was offered to the disciples after his resurrection. That peace which the world cannot give, since it is from the very heart of God. It is that peace that resonates in me, that will show itself in the way I respond to people, to the way to the ones I agree with, and even to those whom I may disagree with, all part of this journey we call life. As you well know, Holly, uh, we as School Sisters of Notre Dame describe our founders, Blessed Teresa, as a woman of faith, ever seeking God's will, you know, she struggled for unity in our international community and responded to those urgent needs, preferring the poor and educating with a, a world vision. Many times I wonder how much she was influenced by the fact that she witnessed the devastation of the French Revolution. You know, from her village of Stadamhof, um, she watched across the Danube River as Regensburg was bombarded in Germany. And of course, due to this conflict, the women religious, the sisters who taught her school, were expelled. And that really led to a domino effect of her becoming a teacher, responding to an urgent need. Anyway, I digress. Holly, we have also been exploring the seven commitments within the corporate stance, which I do believe Mother Teresa would be very proud of us to have on the stance of gospel nonviolence and just peace. 
Is there one of those commitments that challenges you in a significant way? Actually, the one that stands out to me is to recognize our interconnectedness with all of creation and to live in harmony with all of life, reflecting this in our prayer practices and policies. To me, this is the challenge and reality if we are to seek to live out the gospel. If we can learn the value and importance of interconnectedness, we can start to see how our choices matter, that everything and everyone is connected and can never be separated. From our choices at the grocery store to the items we purchase, that interconnectedness matters if we truly seek to live out the gospel message. Well, you bring up the importance of our interconnectedness. Could you say more about that and how it is lived on an island community? Sure. As an island community, interconnectedness is our reality. We are a small place. Uh, We are a community that has connections mostly familial relations to someone like myself whose roots are not here on the island. Friendships are there to shared friends and acquaintances. Whether I admit it or not, I am connected to others around me in my village, in my school community, and in my island community. When people from Guam travel outside our island, especially to the U.S. mainland, we seek connections with those who have roots on Guam or are currently in the mainland for various reasons, sometimes relatives, sometimes for medical reasons. There's always that connection to those who call Guam home. That makes a lot of sense and really is incredible. So when we talk about living in harmony with all of creation, how is climate change affecting the islands and their inhabitants? I live in on, a, on this island that is blessed with the beauty of the ocean all around me. It would take me about five minutes from my apartment to cross the main access road to the beach. And our beaches are beautiful, they're pristine, and they're protected by the reefs, which prevent major waves from hitting the shore. Yet one reality that has become common over the last few years is the bleaching of the coral that makes up the reef. Uh, Bleaching is when coral died. When they die, they turn white, they're no longer living, and that has been something that scientists have noticed. But the good thing is that it has slowed down for us here on the island, but it is a warning to us that what did take place can still take place and cause problems for us who really are blessed by the protection of the reef. Yeah, so when we talk about that um, gospel nonviolence and just peace, we really are talking about also how do we treat creation and um, the violence that we often do uh, against nature. So thank you for sharing that, Holly. This might be a delicate subject, but I have also heard our sisters talk about the pros and cons, benefits, and yet negative aspects of the United States military bases on Guam. Could you speak to that, and how has that affected the environment and the Chamorro cultural identity? Sure. The greatest reason for all this uh, desire for military expansion lies in the fact of our strategic location here in the Pacific. We are the closest military base to Japan and Korea, about three hours away, and about eight hours away from the state of Hawaii. Opportunities for economic growth lie with the expansion, 
Yet with such an opportunity comes the challenge to protect our environment and significant historical places connected to the indigenous people of Guam, the Chamorros. Places of significance have, been, have possibly been damaged, if not destroyed. Resources for an influx of people will prove to be a challenge for our island home. And we have also the unresolved issue of our political status, which is an issue that lies in the hand of the Congress of the United States. Democracy is granted to us, but the determination of how we are to interact with those from the outside, such as military buildup, is really at the discretion of the United States government. In the midst of all this, there is a growing desire to remain faithful to the identity of the Chamorro people. And various communities here also seek to keep that in mind, especially with these growing changes taking place starting now and into the future. It's, a, it's important that we keep our identity clear in the midst of all these changes. So when we talk about gospel nonviolence and just peace, this really means a lot to you. Um, it, it seems that the military buildup on the island is uh, a referendum on the future of climate justice, indigenous sovereignty, and the U.S.'s global role as a military superpower. Wow. Talk about complicated. <laughs> right. A prime example of where ongoing dialogue is needed for conflict resolution. And where we need to keep before us the common good, the respect of another's culture and way of life. Um, no wonder the SSD corporate stance is so important for the Guamanians. Agreed. So switching gears, after your 23 years of knowing school sisters, being educated by them and working alongside them, how do you feel sisters live out gospel nonviolence and just peace? That is a great question. I think of the very fact that the school sisters of Notre Dame are not afraid to bring awareness to the various issues plaguing our world, such as the crisis at the southern border, the plight and struggle of immigrants' racism and its impact showing, shows the very heart of responding with the gospel of nonviolence and just peace. It is seeking to transform the world that world, which is my little world here in Guam, the wider United States, and much more, the world around us, the universe, with the knowledge that comes from education. This education is not limited to the classroom or institutions of learning. It is open to all aspects of interaction and to all people, all people of goodwill, all people around us. So when we speak of education, we really need to facilitate the growth of, of skills and attitudes of nonviolence, proposing alternatives to, to violence. And, and I'm thinking that we need to promote the awareness of young people uh, for, or for young people on communication skills, knowing that good communication is important in the process of nonviolence listening, dialogue, negotiation. Holly, how do you think our listeners could live out gospel nonviolence and just peace in their everyday lives? Or how would you even suggest it for your own students? Well, I believe just by being fully human and aware do we live out this message. 
choosing to go down the path of selfishness and evil is contrary to the very imprint of God that's been placed upon us. If you look at innocent children, there's not even an ounce of judgment or hate in that two-year-old when they interact with other children. Reminds me of what Jesus really was getting at when he said, unless you become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> that is perfect. I could not agree more. I have nothing but hope and faith for my four little girls, which who will continue to make the right decisions. It just takes the right guidance to maintain that innocence. Holly, other than in the church or the classroom where you teach, how do you think people can get more information to live out gospel nonviolence and just peace? Yeah, obviously church and the classroom, but through the instrument of technology, which has become that particular tool in the midst of this pandemic. There are many websites out there that can help us learn more. And of course, there's the School Sisters of Notre Dame website. Thank you for mentioning our website. For all of our listeners, you can find other tools and links on the website that we hope you will find helpful. You know, throughout this season, Caitlin and I have asked ourselves how we live out gospel nonviolence and just peace. And, and we've asked our listeners to consider how to live it out. So my question to you, Holly, is can you give an example of how you might currently live out or, or have lived out gospel nonviolence and just peace in your ministry? That is a great question and, and is a call to act. I'm actually reminded of what a student asked me during class a few weeks ago. Sir, should we continue and choose to be good and do good even though it seems not to be working? My answer is yes. But the very fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God, goodness is in all of us. We choose to do good and be good because it is part of being human. This is what I try and instill in my students, that faith is a challenge. Jesus doesn't make it easy but it doesn't make it impossible for it's by his grace. It's a challenge to listen to the voice of God, that voice which speaks in our various interactions daily, both in the positive, the negative, and the mundane. As a Christian, I am called to reflect the life of Jesus in all that I do and say. That is a good reminder that nonviolence is a core gospel value, constitutive of a life of faith. You know, God's all-inclusive love for the world, you know, really is undermined by a culture of violence that dehumanizes and destroys. You know, Jesus, um, as you've stated, really challenged systemic violence, but he challenged it with love and courage, creativity, and sacrifice. The Christian path entails forgiveness, dialogue, and reconciliation. And, and I appreciate you saying this is a choice, um, a hard choice, and not always an easy one, but it is a choice. Exactly. That brings me back to what I have been thinking about for my daughters throughout this season. You do still have to choose good, to choose to make the right decision, and to choose to love your neighbor, creation, and yourself. I really feel like this is what gospel nonviolence and just peace is all about. 
While the school sisters have this corporate stance with its seven calls to act, the biggest takeaway and easiest way to participate is to choose love. Well, thank you both for this conversation. It's incredible to be able to have this discussion. I've had the pleasure to share this season with Sister Anna Marie. While I continue to learn from her and the sisters, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to learn from associates who have chosen to live out the SSD mission in their everyday lives. Thank you so much, Holly, for the incredible work you are doing, your active participation in the mission and charism of the School Sisters of Notre Dame, and for joining us today. At the end of each of our episodes, we have shared the Peacemaker's Prayer. Holly, would you please lead us in that prayer? Oh, I would love to do so. Let us pray. O creative spirit of God, come awaken our spirits to the call to be artisans of peace. Let us dream again. Let us hope again. Let us discover again courage, nonviolence, compassion. Let us discover again ways to help the oppressed, the suffering, ways to create peace nonviolently. O creative spirit of God, strengthen our faith, fill us with compassionate love, make us true artisans of peace. Amen. Thank you for having me uh, join you both today. It has been wonderful. I've enjoyed my time sharing with you both uh, those who may be tuning into this podcast in the future. May I give a plug for our beautiful island here in the Pacific. The beauty of our island lies in her people, the celebration of creation that praises God, and in our hospitality. And on Guam, we have a phrase that you will hear, you will see upon entering the airport Half a day. Half a day is basically, hello, what's up? A nice way to just say, hey, have a great day. So half a day from Guam. Thank you, Holly. No, the School Sisters, uh, we really appreciate your passion and your commitment. And we are grateful to have you as an associate walking with us. And Caitlin, thank you for the conversations throughout this season. Um, I agree. Gospel, nonviolence, and just peace really is a call to love. And we all need to have love and hope that we as human beings, we can move forward together and make a lasting change. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us in this season of Call to Action. Um, Saying the phrase, peace be with you, is uh, rather common and can be said and received without much thought. So my final call to action, as we have done at the end of each episode, my final call to action is when you hear these powerful words, peace be with you, think of the invitation to gospel nonviolence and just peace. Be mindful of what they say, take them seriously, and let them invite you to a change of heart. So peace be with you all. Thank you. This is wonderful. Oh, you are very welcome. It has been a true treat. Thank you for listening. To find out more about the School Sisters of Notre Dame Central Pacific Province, visit our website at www.ssndcp.org. I hope you join us for our next conversation airing every other Thursday. You can subscribe to our podcast through Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify. Thank you for your support and have a wonderful day.